The prison dock was actually fairly quiet. It was midweek, and most trouble took place on the week's end. As most working men were too tired to get into much trouble, except on the Sabbath, Windy ran down the hall, passing the hoots and howls of doxies, trollops, and drunks. She came to the end of the hall when she saw one blue belly flirting with a soiled dove, trying to get a bit of what for. He saw her and did a double take when he saw she was wielding crossed blades. See here now, Miss. Windy threw one cutlass and pinned him to the wall through his shoulder. The impact wouldn't kill, but it was unlikely he'd play the same game of cricket again. Windy slammed up against the amorous lout and held the other blade against his rather thick throat, the blade leaving a sharp impression upon his fleshy waddle. Blood started to ooze out from the flesh wound the blade's edge made. Now, I shall ask this once and only once. Where shall I find a prisoner known as Mister Shadow? Upstairs, one to the right. He's in the lunatic pen. He ain't been hurt. I'll tell you that. He's a bad un, though. No lie. The man was panic-stricken. Now, be a good lass and pull the blade out. It hurts fierce. Windy pulled the sword from the man's throat. The man held a hand to staunch the blood flow. Windy knocked him down and out in the head with the pummel, and then pulling a cloth kerchief, quickly bound the wound. It took a few valuable moments, but she didn't want the man to die. She ignored the horrors entreaties to be freed. At the top of the stairs, she came to a locked gate. It was double locked, and she went through another few moments to find the right combination of keys. The gate creaked open, and the chains rattled to the floor. She walked in to see her quarry leaning against the wall, bound in a straitjacket. Bending down, she grabbed his grizzled face. When she called his name, she saw no response. Alistair. She shook him again, and then slapped his face. His eyes flickered open, and she saw they were hazy with stupor. She looked around. On the shelf outside the door, she saw a bottle. She moved to it and read the label. They had drugged him with laudanum. Damn it! She moved to the window and, reaching under her bodice, retrieved something. Sticking her hand out the window, she flashed a small beacon. Up in the sky, she saw an answering and corresponding flash. Moving back to Alice, there she cut the jacket off and shook him again harder. She cocked an ear and heard a claxton beginning to wail. Alistair, we don't have time for this. Wake up! The man shook his head as if trying to arouse himself from a long slumber, hearing her familiar voice. Winifred, he asked slowly, thickly, as if his tongue were asleep as well. Yes, my dear, it's time to go. There was the sound of a tiny metallic fluttering outside the window, accompanied by a rustle of rope. Then a slight thud against the wall. Ow! Damn it! A thin, annoyed girl's voice muttered. Windy moved to the window. Two slight-gloved hands grabbed the bars, and a tiny, pretty young face poked in. Sorry. Never mind that. Did you bring it? Tink nodded and rested a small bag on the window. She popped out a match and lit the strings. Better move back. It's gonna be pretty. Windy ran over and threw herself on the prisoner. There was a huge explosion, and the side of the wall vanished. Rocks and granite shards flying about. 
When the smoke cleared, Alistair looked up. What was that? There was a giggle, and Alistair looked outside the hole. A young blonde girl hovered in the air, with mechanical clockwork wings beating rapidly, suspending her there. <laughs> Fairy dust. Windy grabbed Alistair and carried him to the breach. The young girl handed Windy the rope and secured him about the waist. Then, holding the rope, she nodded. They quickly ascended up into the lightning storm. Tink looked down at the city below, the moon's reflections on the water. Ooh, shiny. She giggled. <laughs> <laughs>